You are listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. So good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the CCB GTT um, a presentation. Today is Wednesday, May the 5th, 2021. Boy, oh boy, time is flying along. Today, I'm going to talk about our iPhone app. Because people have asked about this, this app and, and what it does and what we should know about it. So this is the phone app that's built into your iPhone. So you don't have to go out and get a new app. It is already there. It's very powerful, this app. And not everyone is using every part of it. Not everyone will want to use every part of it, but I just thought, and some people have asked, that I go through this app and explain how it works, what it is, what features it has. So I'm going to go through the features of the app, but first I'm going to go through the settings for the phone app on your phone. So just, just to familiarize yourself a little bit, when you get your iPhone, so any iPhone that you get, the phone app is already there and it's always in the bottom left-hand corner of your phone screen. And that will be on any phone screen that you open, any page, even if you had five pages of apps, it will be in that very same place unless you move it. And it's in your dock. So your dock is the row of apps that never changes from page to page of your phone apps, of your phone apps. And you can move things in and out of there, but your phone app is always in that position in your dock in the bottom left-hand corner of your screen. So it's easy to find it. So before we open the app and go through it, let's explore what the settings are available for your phone within your settings app. So I did try asking Siri to open my phone settings and it would not do it. I tried a few times and for some reason it wouldn't do it. it I know it does it with certain settings, but not for that one. So you go into settings. The phone settings are quite far down in the list. And then you would double tap on phone. So the first option within your phone settings is allow your phone to access Siri and search. So that will mean that Siri can find your contacts and a lot of us do use Siri to make a call. And so you, you wanna allow uh, Siri to access that. You, under this section of allow Siri, you will find Siri suggestions when calling. So. If you turn this on, I believe that Siri is, thinks of people you tend to call more and, and starts to learn more some of the people you would call and they would get priority. Show suggestions and your app search. So it, it would show things, it would show suggestions when you start to ask it for something, something similar it might show that. After Siri and search, you have notifications for your phone. You can set them up how you like. So 
So some people like them to be all over your screen or a little badge on your screen. So you can set this up. And next you have incoming calls. So there's announce calls. So this gives you the option of whether you will hear who is calling. And you can set these to always announce. That's, that's what I have them on. But you can also set them to, there's one setting which is headphones and in the car. So for people who are driving, maybe they will announce them when they're in the car and when they're wearing headphones. Or you can set it to only wearing headphones or never announce your calls. So those are your choices in there. The next information you'll find will be your phone number. So it will be listed there, your phone number. The next setting is Wi-Fi calling. So with some plans, it has the ability to enable Wi-Fi calling and some, some carriers, I would say. And that means you're calling over your Wi-Fi network when you're connected to it. And that will keep you from using your cell data uh, when you're at home on your Wi-Fi network. It's almost like making a phone call over one of your smart speakers that you can do that with your, with your Google speaker or your Amazon speaker. Sometimes people say that the sound is not quite as good if you're using this type of calling. So the next setting is allow calls on nearby devices. So this is useful for you if you have more than one Apple device. So if you have, for example, an Apple Watch, you could answer the phone from your watch, from your Mac, or from an iPod Touch or an iPad, you can do that. Um, you can turn this off if you want your phone just to be the one that answers calls. And some people find that um, useful because they want to use their phone as a phone, but once they hang up their phone, they would prefer to read, for example, on their iPad and not have it uh, available to answer calls. So this is um, for you, you can make a decision. Sometimes people like it because maybe they're cooking and their watch is on their wrist and they can answer the phone from their watch, but that is up to you how you want to set that setting up. And you just have, it's, it's a toggle, so you just turn it off if you don't want this to happen. The next setting lets you respond with a text message if you can't take a call. So if you double tap on this, there are some that they've preset there, but they're all text fields. So if you tapped on that text field, you could change one of these to something that's more suitable to you that you might want. Um, the ones that they have at the at the moment or when you when you first get your phone, they will be. Sorry, I can't talk right now. I'm on my way. Can I call you later? So those are the three that were in my phone and you can change those around. The next setting is call forwarding and the ability to do this would depend on your plan and on your carrier perhaps. Um, it doesn't work for me. <laughs> so 
I don't know what the options are in that. And then the next option is call waiting. And again, you may have a plan that enables call waiting or you may not. So, and it could be different, the options you get in there. The next setting is show my caller ID. So that will show to other people who you are when you call. You can have this set to on or off. So again, that's your choice, what you would like to do with that. Um, if anyone knows what the difference is when you turn it off, I guess it just would say unknown, unknown caller. If anyone has it off, it would be it would be interesting to hear your thoughts on that. The next setting is called silence unknown callers. So some people set this to on. So this means that anyone who's not in your context, their calls aren't going to come through to your phone. So if you get a lot of unwanted calls, you might want to do this, but you could also miss some. But that's up to you whether you, you choose that or not. The next setting is block contacts. So this is where you can block numbers. And I went in there and saw that I have a few numbers in there that I have blocked. And they were numbers that I got some of those spam calls from. Uh, sometimes people say that doesn't make that much of a difference, but it, it doesn't hurt to block them. So when you tap on this, if you have blocked any numbers, you will see the list there. They'll show up in a list. And when you would, um, at the bottom, you can add new contacts to block if you want to. So um, that is something you can go through. And in, the, in there, you can also unblock people. If you blocked someone by mistake, you could, you could unblock them. The next setting is SMS call reporting. So that would be for reporting texts that are spams uh, in there. You could report them. And the last setting is change voicemail password. So if you wanted to change your voicemail password, uh, you can do that from there. So those are the things that you'll find within your settings app for phone. So now we would exit settings and open the phone app, which is, as I said, in the bottom left-hand corner of the phone screen. And when you open your phone app, you'll find along the bottom of your screen, a series of things that Apple calls tabs. Those are things that always stay on the bottom of an app. And a lot of our apps have these. And these are always there in the same place when you open this up on your phone. So they're as follows. So on the furthest left, you'll find favorites. Next to that, if you swipe right, will be recents. The third tab in the middle is contacts. The fourth one is keypad. And the last one on the right is voicemail. So I'm going to go through each of those tabs and sort of explain them a little bit so you know what they do. So the, the first tab on the left is favorites. And when you open this tab for the very first time, it will say, it will be empty. And it will say, um, no favorites. And I haven't really used this. I started to play with it when I prepared for this presentation. If anyone does use this, it would be interesting to hear about that. You can add a favorite to your favorites tab. The add button is in the top 
left-hand corner of your screen. So you, I guess you might add people that you contact most often. So to add someone, you would double tap on the add button and then you will be put in your, you'll see a message that says, choose a contact to add to favorites. And then you'll be presented with your contacts app. Very similar to what you find when you open that. You can do a search for someone and add them in. When you add a person in, you have to choose whether you want to add them for phone, for messages, or for mail. And I found this a little bit um, interesting that you couldn't sort of check those boxes. I had to go in and add phone and then messages and then mail. If I wanted to add that person, all of that person's favorites in my favorites. So I wish they were sort of check boxes that you could you could check them all or just just text or just phone. I do use the second tab a lot on the bottom. So you could add a bunch of favorites and then they would be in there. They would stay in your favorites and you could access them. The second tab from the left on your screen is called recents. And I do use this one an awful lot on my phone. I find it very useful. What it is, is your recent calls. So when you double tap on it, in your top left-hand corner, there are two buttons. And one says all, and the other one says missed. So if you double tap on all, which I believe is the default, you will see all the recent calls. I don't remember how many it goes up to, probably I'd say 50, 60, 70, something like that. Um, if you tap on missed, it will only show you ones that you have not answered. So if you missed a few calls, they're the only ones that are going to show up in your recents. So that is quite handy. Once you get past these two buttons, uh, you can swipe right and you will be in the list of numbers that are in your recents. If they're in your contacts, it will say a name. It would say Nolan Jenikoff, say David Green. If it's just a phone number, it will say the number. So when you swipe right through your list, if you find one that you say, oh, I need to call Nolan back, you just double tap on it with one finger and you are calling that person right away. You don't have to look anything up in your phone keypad. You don't have to dial it in. You don't have to look it up under your contacts. You don't have to ask Siri. You just double tap and there, there it is. If you're on a number in your recents, um, Instead of double tapping on it, so if you're touching, if I'm touching Nolan's number, and instead of double tapping with one finger to call Nolan, if I swipe down with one finger, I get to delete. That's the first thing I find. Now, if I double tapped on delete, it would delete Nolan from that recent list, but it would not delete Nolan from my contact. So don't be afraid if you delete that recent call, you're not deleting the person, you're just taking it out of your recent list. So say I called Nolan back 
And then I thought, okay, I've done that. It's almost like a to-do list. And I swipe down on him and, and, and delete him. That means he's not in my recent list. So I've, I've done that. I've called him back. So that can be quite handy too, I find. If you swipe down again beyond delete with one finger, you hear more info. And if you double tap on that, you'll get options. You could send a message to that person. You could call them or FaceTime call them or send an email. If there's an email address in the contacts, it will list all the ways you could contact them. And then it will tell you the time and date of the call that that person called you. So recents is very useful. I really love recents. I use it. I use it a lot, as I said. You can clear all the calls from your recents. You, the only way you can clear each one individually is that I found is to swipe down with one finger to delete it. But to clear all the calls out of your recents, you tap on your edit field in the top of your recents tab. And then there's a button that says clear. And so you can just clear everything out of there um, and start afresh if you want to. That's the recents tab. The third tab, which is right in the middle on the bottom, is your contacts tab. And this looks, once you double tap on this, this looks just like the contacts app that is also on your, on your phone separately. So you will see people in alphabetical order. You can search for people. You can add people in here. And all of their contact information is in there. We could do a whole session probably on the contacts app if people are interested in that. But um, I'll just say that it looks just like the contacts app. So, so I find that some people, they don't realize that that's also in their phone app. The contacts app is built right into there. So you can just go into phone. You don't need to go into contacts. The fourth tab from the left is the keypad. So if when you double tap on this tab, there's a text field at the top left-hand corner that says phone number. So that will, that will be there. And then on this screen, your telephone keypad is laid out like a standard telephone keypad that we remember dialing on. For example, if you slide your fingers around and you hear the number one, you can slide your finger straight down towards the bottom of your phone and you'll land on the four, then the seven, then the star. And if you slide across, you'll go one, two, three, and then down, and you'll go four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, star, zero, pound. Depending on how you have your typing set up on your phone, you'll interact differently with this keypad. So if your typing is set to touch typing, when you lift your finger, so if I slide my finger around and I want to press the six, when I hear the six, I lift my finger and I hear a little noise. It sounds like the old dialing of the phone and, and the six will be put in. But if you are using the typing set to standard so that you need to double tap every time you reach a letter, it will be the same on this keypad of your phone. You will need to double tap 
with one finger each number you come to in order to put it in. So you can decide which uh, way you like it, the, the standard or the touch typing, and it's just going to be the same on that keypad. So just to the right of the pound button, which is close to the bottom right of your screen, there's a button labeled call. So once you have put in your numbers, you can double tap on that and it will call that number. So that's one way of making a call. You can also input numbers with a Bluetooth keyboard if you're using that or with Braille if you are using that. So you can, you can type them in that way onto your keypad if you prefer it. Now, once you're on a call, you've dialed from the keypad and the keypad is still there. Beside the end call, there will be a hide button. And hide means it hides the numbers and it puts some other things up onto your screen, some other buttons. So what you'll find after you hide this keyboard is, for example, you'll find a mute button. And that is to mute yourself. So sometimes on these calls, we mute everybody, but this one is to mute you. So say you have to mute yourself for a minute and then come back on the call. That's where you would find that mute button. You can also add a call and there would be some other features too, depending on your, on your carrier. So that's the keypad. And the last tab, furthest on the right of your, of your phone app, is the voicemail button. So when you open that, there's a button to call voicemail. So this is different. Once you call voicemail, the keys you're going to use will be a little bit different depending on your carrier and your plan. So I can't really tell you, you know, how it's going to be set up for you necessarily. Uh, but that is the way to call voicemail. I want to touch on a couple of things and then we can open it up for questions and discussion. Um, just remember that if your phone is ringing, the two finger double tap will answer a call. You don't have to go and look for, you know, an answer or any kind of button. The two finger double tap will answer a call and it will also hang up a call as well. If you're using a braille display, you can also do that with the cord WH. So space 156. On a Bluetooth keyboard, I think it's voiceover and the dash so to the right of the zero. That will be like a two finger double tap. Uh, or a lot of headphones have that. They have a button that lets you call answer and hang up a call. So remember, you don't have to be scrambling around to find answer button you can just do that and it will work you can also ask theory to make calls um, and that works really quite well if the person is in your contacts you can ask them to call i can say call nolan jenikoff and Cyril say calling nolan jenikoff if the person has more than one number Sometimes on your screen, you will find a list of the numbers that the person has. You might have to double tap that. Or you could say, call Nolan Jenikoff iPhone. If you have his phone labeled 
um, correctly in your contacts app. Could say call Nolan Jenikoff work. If you had a different number and you have that in there. So you can definitely use Siri for a lot of this. But uh, a few people did ask about this and also especially about what are those tabs and what do they do? And I think especially the recents tab I find is extremely useful. Uh, and I hope that um, people have found this useful. I'd be really interested for tips that anyone has or for uh, questions that people have, or maybe there's something I need to explain further or, or you need help with, uh, please feel free. So Good morning. I'm just going to, there's a couple of things that I just wanted to point out, Kim, that was great. Um, when your phone rings, if you have voiceover on, you will have a number of different options of leaving someone a message rather than answering it. If you swipe with one finger, left or right, it usually defaults on answer call and voiceover will come back and say answer call. At that point, you can double tap with just one finger as well. Now the voicemail, I'm going to ask a question. If anyone knows of any app that can be used with the iPhone rather than having to go through your carrier for the voicemail, because that's where your voicemail comes from. And uh, I find it very, it's the person speaking in the app or in the connection. It's so loud that you can't even hear your voiceover when you're moving around to uh, say, delete, delete the message is number seven in the case of TELUS. And you can hardly hear that because you've got this messy, loud voice over top of everything. So just curious if anybody in there, out there, I mean, in there, knows of an app or a means of just having your voicemail on your phone. Good question. I, I've not heard of that, but thank you, Elmer. That's a great um, uh, addition that I forgot. And I'm sorry about that, that um, when, yeah, when your phone, when you hear your phone, if you're swiping right on your screen, you will see decline. So say you're in a meeting and you forgot to put your phone on, do not disturb. Um, if we ever go out in public again, we're in a meeting, you can decline it really fast. You don't have to let it ring, ring four times until it gets to your message. You can also accept the call and you could leave a message. Some of those uh, in built-in text things that I mentioned before, uh, would be listed in the options for what you could say. So you could say, can't talk right now, you know, something like that. And it will send them a text. If it is a text line, if it's a landline, I don't know what would happen with that. But if you know it's someone with a texting capability, it will send them a text. So that's a really good tip, Elmer. I, I, I should have included that. I do not know about voicemail. And if anyone does, that would be really interesting. No, because I agree with you. They seem to be louder than anything else um, on your phone. <laughs> sure. Uh, can you hear me okay? I yep. can. Okay. A question about uh, when you dial a, a number, sometimes you have to push one, push three, push six, and dance back and forth or enter an extension. What's the easiest way of doing that? How do you bring up the number, the uh, keypad again to do that? Um, I I don't have any trouble with that on a on a 
on a phone with keypads, but I do have trouble on my iPhone doing that. Uh, how do you go about doing that? That's a great question, um, Jerry. Um, there are ways that you can put into your contacts an extension with sort of the pound signs and oh no the plus plus signs between I haven't really done that but I find um when you call the keypad stays there so you will be able to do it but the tricky thing is if you've got your phone up by your ear you're also trying to touch it and put the numbers in and hear voiceover and hear the ringing so I find it easier to do with the headset or and or Bluetooth keyboard or Braille display. It's a little bit easier to do. Um, if anyone else has tips for that, it would be really good to hear them. But I agree with you. It isn't as easy as on uh, a phone with actual buttons on it to to do Elmer that. Elmer, so, comment. Yeah, go ahead, Elmer. Um, it's a comma. If you put a comma oh, a in comma. your contacts, okay. put your phone number in as you would, then put a comma. You can do two commas, which will give you a longer pause. I find that one comma works well. Then put in the extension. If you've got, say, uh, well, now that we're in COVID, almost everybody has a, an answering system that says push one to do this, push two to do that. So if you know it's a number you call on a fairly regular basis, you set that up in your contacts. And then when you do call that number, it will automatically do the extension after the calm after short pause as the keyboard you're right kim it's there is a shift key that will give you the option of putting in a comma and i believe a period in the keypad but it's it's complicated because you're going to go to to um you actually go to speakerphone as soon as you take your phone away from your ear so yeah, it's it's easier with headphones on because you could have your phone flat on a space surface and you can uh, enter it that way. I find if I'm holding it against my face, I, I find it it's it's not easy and you can't hear the numbers it's saying. So um, it's yeah, I'm sorry. It doesn't sound like a great answer, but that thank you about the commas. I I forgot what the the symbol was for that. I very seldom use my phone for an actual phone, but um, I do check the numbers every once in a while that come in. And I accidentally, I don't know how I managed to access my uh, a voicemail, a message that's coming to me on voicemail. How do you access voicemail or a message that's coming in to me? I'm not so, talking about one going out. So do you have your... Do you have your voicemail set up on your phone? Uh, gosh, I don't know if it is or not. I didn't do the setting up. So, okay. Okay. So you should check. Um, you should, if you open that voicemail tab on your phone, mm -hmm. it will probably talk you through. Um, like if you tap on call voicemail, it will talk you through. If it's not set up, it will. It will probably tell you, and I'm not sure. I mean, carriers are a bit different with how they do it, but I would think it might talk you through the setting up of the voicemail. Um, uh, and you can record. It's it's kind of similar to voicemail that you have on a on a landline, where it lets you record a message, or you can, um, you know, how sometimes you'll hear pre-recorded message that 
you know, right. so-and-so is not available or yeah. you can record your own. Um, so it will let you set up those kind of things. It will let you set up, you know, how many rings um, before it changes over. Um, if you don't get a lot of messages on your iPhone, then maybe it doesn't matter. Like if, if you don't set it up, I think people can't leave you the voicemail. So probably what would have happened is people would call you and not get you there and either call you on your, if you still have a landline, call you on that. Uh, I had a couple of thoughts. Um, first, I was going to mention that in, when you're using the recent tab, okay, what you're actually getting is your call log history. And all the calls that you've ever made or that have come in are logged there. And if you don't clear it out, I mean, it'll just keep saving it for years. At least that's what I have found. So wow. you, you may want to go in occasionally and clear out the, the, uh, the entries in the recent tab. Because I guess, well, I know for a fact, the first time I ran into it, I had five years of, of telephone <laughs> log because you know it's all there it, it doesn't delete it there's no purge after 30 days of option or anything like that you know so i thought i would mention that to folks oh, um, wow. another item i was going to mention was the thing about using the commas in the phone numbers in a contact that works very nicely um i use it in several places where you get caught in one of those those um, answer machine trees, you know, press one for this, and then you get another whole list of menus and press four for that, and you get another whole list. And you can, you can do several of these, you, you know, you put in the number, put in, I usually put in two commas, just to give it a little more time for the message that's coming in to, to pronounce itself, you know, and then I'll put in like two, because I know what the tree is in advance and I'll put in a couple more commas and I'll put in three and a couple more commas and put in a one to eventually get you right down to where you want. Some of these phone systems are crazy in terms of how many layers you have to go through to get where you want to get to. So that's a very nice, a very nice little feature. Just when you're entering the phone number into the contact, you can add in additional, um, additional numbers to get you down through the, the phone tree stuff. That's and, awesome, yeah. Dave. Yeah, so I've done that. Under, um, under the contacts, I was going to mention, I don't know if anyone else has ever run into this, but, but when you're putting in a contact, you can put in someone's address as well. You, know, you can put in their phone number and you can put in their email and their, their um, website address and all kinds of stuff. And you can get down, you can put in their address. And I've run into a bug where I can't properly enter the address um, when trying to do that. But if I actually go directly to the contact app itself, like rather than going into the phone app, if I go directly to the contact app, everything works fine. Wow. So, if anyone ever runs into a problem of trying to enter or update an address for someone in their contacts, and they've done it by going in through phone, if they switch over to the contact app and uh, use it, then, then you can put in the data. It is a bug. I have reported it. So my question is, my iPhone, when I got my first one, I, I put all contacts in the 
does it is there anything in the other one when I go look after this beating? Well, they don't sync together, right? Oh yeah, they're gonna be the same. Um, it's the same. It's the same. They'll be the same in the phone as they are in that extras folder. Okay. Um, they'll be exactly the same, and I guess there's maybe that one um, bug that Dave said about putting in addresses and things in the right. in there. Um, the other thing that that reminded me of Dave was. I often in the notes part of, of the contact. So in the context at the end, there's notes. I'll put in things that are useful for a blind person to know. So say it's a doctor's um, office. I'll put um, turn right when you get off the elevator, you know, whatever, something, you know, if you don't go there very much and you're trying to remember what is it I have to do, you know, the door has a handle that pulls towards you. You know, some of these blindness things that we, might forget if we only go there every six months or a year or something that are useful to us. And I find that really nice in the notes part of the contact. I can put in, you know, things like that in there. But yeah, they'll be the same, Scott. They should be. Okay. You know, exactly. for that notes section, you just remind me, I, for my shoppers or with Drug Mart, I put in the name of the pharmacist and the owner in the notes section, right? Because it may be different in the other part. Oh, yeah, so that's awesome. So if I call what a pharmacy for something, I can ask for Alan or, or Helen or whoever, right? <laughs> you know. Yeah, that's a great idea. I hadn't thought of that, but that's that's an awesome idea. You know, that, that notes feature, I don't think we use it enough, and it can be really powerful. And like I said, if people want, we can go through contact app like very specifically because you know there's ways of searching and there's there's different fields and stuff that i don't know if it's worthwhile but if people want to just i just want to comment on the um one was on the recents list it's it's up to a hundred numbers in in the recents list and after you get to number 101 the last one or number one will push the Hundred to 101 and it disappears uh -huh. but you can delete the whole works at one time i do that mm -hmm. periodically yeah so you go into edit and clear it out yeah now the other uh, the other thing that i was my voice over yapping here the other thing i was going to just comment on when you're in the phone app those four tabs at the bottom which of course are favorites recents uh, contacts uh, voicemail if you have opened your phone, or I mean, when you're in that phone app, let's say you've opened your contacts and you've done something into in that app. When you close your phone app, it will stay there. It does not go away. And this has caused confusion with some people. They go to use their phone and they say, what the heck? I can't get it. It's in my contacts list. Why is it in my contacts list? And so you have to, the, the tab that you want to pop up first when you open the phone app, is the one you want to tap on. I always have mine on recents. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, there are five tabs. There are five tabs. Are there five there. tabs? Yeah. Yeah, because there's and, the keypad. No, oh, and the other thing with the voicemail, the password, that is within you make the voicemail call, and there is a gazillion options in there that you can work through and you can put a password in. I hope mine never gets lost because I'll be calling the carrier. I have no clue. Yeah, it is. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of settings in those in them, yeah. and they're different for different carriers. For That's sure. right. Yeah. Yeah. So, just that I just wanted to make point that out because it can be confusing to somebody. Open up their phone app, you know, they want to dial a number, and they're going, "What the heck? Where's where's my? You know, can't get there." If you leave it on the keypad, it'll stay on the keypad.
Thank you for listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. There are many ways to get in touch with us. You can call us toll-free at 1-877-304-0968. You can follow our GTT blog at gttprogram.blog. If you'd like to subscribe to our email support list, you can send a blank email to gttsupport plus sign subscribe at groups.io. And you can follow the Canadian Council of the Blind on the web at ccbnational.com. 